Gracious Heavenly Father, you are the Alpha and Omega of everything and everyone. As we begin this day, we pray that from morning to evening, we want to be with you in our heart, and we want to please you in everything we say and we do. Help us glorify your name by leading and guiding our thought and our heart with your words in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the most enduring name of Christ, we pray. Amen. Let us read 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 22. 2 Peter chapter 2, entire chapter. But there were also false prophets among people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought who bought them and bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of the truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with the fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in chains of darkness to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless, for that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then... The Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desires of the flesh and despise authority. Bold and arrogant, they, were, they, are, not af- they are not afraid to heap abuse on celestial things, beings, Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not heap abuse on such things when bringing judgment on them from the Lord. But these people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like animals, they too will perish. They will be paid back with a harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of a pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are bloods and blemishes, reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. With the eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are expert in greed, an accursed broad. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness, 
but he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These people are springs without water, mist driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them, for their mouths empty and boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh. They entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity, for people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better off, better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the proverbs are true, a dog returned to its vomit, and the saw that is washed returned to her wallowing in the mud. Peter wrote his second and the last letter to combat the false prophets and false teachers who were spreading the destructive heresy. They were not just rejecting the return of Christ and God's final judgment, but they were actually scoffing and ridiculing God's promises. We will see that tomorrow. As a result, they conducted their lives with greed, sensuality, and darkness deceiving the innocent and devouring the unstable. Peter warned, warned his readers about their dangerous, deceptive, dark belief and the ultimate destiny of the coming destruction. For this warning, Peter used the three biblical stories of God's judgment in the past. Verses 4 to 9. Peter here, If I, let me just read it quickly. For if God did not spare angels who sinned and sent them to hell, and then verse 5, if God did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on his, on his godly, ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and the seven others. And verse 6, if God condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, made him an example of what is going to happen to ungodly. And then verse 7, If God rescued a lot of righteous men who was distressed by depraved conduct of the lawless, for the righteous men living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous soul, by lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from the trials and hold the unrighteous for punishment on the day of judgment. So Peter told the stories of God's judging the fallen angels first and their descent into hell and Noah's flood, that's the second story, and the Sodom and Gomorrah as a third. Here, Peter uses four ifs and then. So actually using that is as a conclusive. God who judges in the past, judges present, will judge us ultimately in the future once for all. And here the conclusion of Peter's biblical examples is twofold. One, God will never fail to judge the evil. God will never fail to judge evil. Two, God will also know 
how to rescue his people, all righteous people, all godly. God knows and God will rescue his people. So verse 9 is a, for me is a key verse. The Lord knows how to rescue godly from trials and hold the unrighteous from punishment on the day of judgment. For me, the most amazing uh, part about God's rescue in, in this passage here is the story of a lot. Peter called the lot a righteous man. Righteous man. This is where the expression righteous a lot was born. But let me ask you, those of you who read the Genesis chapter you know, 12 to all the way to chapter 19, was a lot really righteous? Was he? He was a greedy and ungrateful guy. He became a rich through his uncle slash cousin Abraham. Yet, when he became rich, he was became a more greedy and he deserted. He actually fought, disputed with his uncle about the waters and the, you know, he, he became a very ungrateful and ungreedy. He deserted him and went to evil cities of his own, for his own gratification. So when I hear that he suffered in Sodom and Gomorrah, I just laugh. You know, Peter is too generous and gracious to describe a lot like that. No one forced a lot to stay there. He could, you know, if he was too unbearable for the Sodom and Gomorrah sin, he could have lived there and returned to Abraham and apologized and lived together. Abraham was more than willing to, you know, accommodate Lot, if you read the story. Lot's suffering came from his own greed and indecisiveness. Yet Lot was saved, even with the shame. I'm going to spare all the rest of the story. The story of God's rescue of Lot tells me one thing. That is, God wants to save anyone who wants to be saved. God wants to save us more than we want to be saved. God's justice comes with His generosity and graciousness. And truly, our God is a God of salvation. God extends salvation to everyone and anyone, whoever wants it, whoever calls on the name of Jesus Christ, only thing we have to do is call on his name and God will, God will respond to our call and save us. So let me tell you clearly. God does not send people to hell. God saves the people who deserve to go to hell. People go to hell because they want their will be done more than God's will be done. People go to hell because that's where they, they want to live their life more than anything else. Those people who reject God and they insist their own way, these are the people God allowed them to go to hell. And that's why some Christians call the hell is a doctrine of a Christian freedom. But our God, He wants to save anyone who have a slightest faith in Him and call on His name. The story of a lot being a righteous once again shows me our righteousness comes from God's grace. And our righteousness, my righteousness, is a gift of God. I don't deserve His salvation. But He loved to extend His saving grace to me. Hallelujah. Let us live today, not like a lot, but like Abraham. Let's pray. 
Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so glad that you are not only our Savior, but the Lord who judges everyone and everything at the end. We are not intimidated by your final judgment, but actually we are inspired by your promise of justice, Lord. We want more than being rescued from evil. We want to rescue others in the struggle against the sin and injustice. We don't want to be like a lot who was barely rescued, but we want to be like Abraham who prayed to spare, for you to spare and save the innocent. Help us to follow you and bear the fruit and resist all the temptation and rescue people from all the heretical preachings and also greedy ways. In the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.